1887, a group of former slaves ventured into Mississippi swampland, beating back blizzards, mosquitoes, and wild animals to form what would become the first all-black town in America. Mound Bayou had its own government, hospital, schools, even a zoo. Like so many other small towns across America, Mound Bayou's population has dwindled over the past decades. We went to see what the town is like today. I'm Berlin Bow. I'm Rose Gilbert. Welcome to Jewel of the Delta. In its heyday, Mount Bayou was booming in businesses. Cotton gins, barber shops, and a bank used to line the streets, all of them black-owned. Today, there are only a handful of businesses left. But Mount Bayou has something other towns don't, a unique history. It was one of the few places where black people were self-sufficient and could do business on their own terms. This history is reflected in the businesses that remain in the town today. Elizabeth Shui has the story. Call from that's Tamika Gant. She's the owner of Joni's Nook and Laundromat. It's the only restaurant in Mount Bayou. If you want to eat out, your choices are either Joni's Nook or chicken from the gas station. I decided that we needed a restaurant here in town instead of going to Cleveland. We have a lot of visitors, and a lot of times we have to take the visitors to Cleveland, which is about nine miles away to, you know, get dinner or lunch. Tamika Gant saw a need for both a restaurant and a laundromat, so she built Joni's Nook from the ground up all by herself. It took over a year to get it running. She named it after her daughter Joni, who died in a car accident in 2011. Managing Joni's Nook became Gant's outlet for losing her daughter. She felt like she needed to keep herself busy to keep her mind off Joni. Once I started doing something different and getting busy, I developed that need to want to do more and more and more, and it's been working for me. It's, it's been helping me get through the process of grieving. Just a minute walk away from Joni's Nook is a floral shop owned by former Mayor Dell Johnson. Yeah, Aretha, this is Daryl. How you doing? Johnson is a natural-born businessman. At age seven, he sold jet magazines. At age 19, he opened his first business, a car wash. Now at age 60, he owns a floral shop, an adult daycare center, and a hospice. Johnson embodies that special entrepreneurial spirit that defines his town. But to understand the spirit, you need to understand the businesses that used to be here. Mount Bayou was like, for some people, like heaven. Mount Bayou was the place to come. If you can just imagine somebody talking about or telling their kids who's going through these things, there's a place called Mount Bayou where blacks are running it and the sheriff is black, and this is black, and the businesses are black, and they'll treat you really nice, and they have not been treated like that, that was the place to come, and that's why people walk the streets of Mount Bay. Johnson walked me down the street, eagerly describing which stores used to be there. To my eyes, they were just boarded-up storefronts, but I could see in Johnson's eyes and hear in his voice that he was seeing something different. It was like he was a little boy again, walking down the streets of Mount Bayou. We even had a zoo. We had a, a place where they could swim. They had restaurants. We had little businesses where they can buy the different things. So that's why people came to Mount Bayou, because they wanted to be able to just live. And Mount Bayou was the place to live. 
So the businesses were very, very important. By 1910, Mount Bayou was a thriving town with over 60 businesses. They had grocery stores, a train station, a telephone exchange, and a weekly newspaper. But the Bank of Mount Bayou was really the heart of the business community. It provided a stable financial base for the town, and a black-owned bank was extremely revolutionary for its time. It gave black people a real shot at business and allowed Mount Bayou to be truly self-sufficient. And their companies and banks and other people who give money to other folks, they don't give money to people in Mount Bayou. To, you know, the banks have been very racist toward us. They don't give money for, you know, you to open up a business. Yes. That's an unspoken, unwritten code, but it's there. Mount Bayou was like this oasis of black businesses and self-sufficiency. But the outside world often came in because the highway passed through here. The red light even stopped in Mount Bayou. Johnson remembers going up to the intersection as a kid, watching people who came through. When they got to stop at the red light here, you could hear them putting their hands and start clicking their locks. You know, you couldn't just electronically hit the locks. But you could see them taking their hands and hitting the locks. And we would watch them just to, just to bet that it wouldn't be 10 cars passed without people stopping. And then when they look and see us, they've locked their doors. Here I am just watching and knowing that people would, would lock their doors when they come to Mount Bayou. And it, it was hurtful to know that people are afraid of you because of your color. But that highway was changed to bypass the town in 2000. Mount Bayou is now so far off Highway 61 that unless you had some compelling reason to get off that highway, you wouldn't drive through town. But there's one place that people come into town for, Peter's Pottery. I mean, with the bypass of the highways, uh, uh, we wanted to bring people back to Mount Bayou because of its rich heritage. It's almost out of sight, out of mind. If you don't see it or if it's not, if you do not have a sign on the outskirts of town or on the bypass, then they don't know what exists in these small towns. So it really, it really hurt, hurt the businesses. That's Peter Woods, the owner of Peter's Pottery. He started as an apprentice at McCarty's Pottery, a white-owned pottery store in a town 10 minutes away. After learning the trade, Woods decided to start his own pottery business for his community in 1998. Now Peter's Pottery is a worldwide phenomenon. His story really speaks to that empowering entrepreneurial spirit that Mount Bayou instilled in its early black business owners. And it proves something different, that people will still come into Mount Bayou despite the highway bypass. Billions of dollars are coming through Mississippi for tourism. And people coming in with a strong interest in Mount Bayou. But we don't get any dollars from that. And so what we'll do is we're going to capitalize on tourism and get some of that billion dollars that's passing right by us. That's my vision for the future for businesses. We just need to move. We need to change. But we need to transit over to what is happening now. People love Mount Bayou for its history. And so it needs to be a tourism town. And so what we do, we need to capitalize on our businesses in making Mount Bayou tourism a place for tourism. Back in Joni's Nook, Tamika Gant is preparing lunch orders in her kitchen. This is the honey gold sauce I'm putting on the wings. Is a Keisha bag for her Despite order. being so busy managing Joni's Nook, driving a school bus and raising a 12-year-old daughter, Gant is still coming up with more business ideas. She's thinking of opening a bill payment center in Mount Bayou. 
I I hope that Mount Bayou would would get even better, even better than what it is now. Uh, maybe even get uh, better or as close to what it used to be. I mean, with all the businesses it used to have, uh, the town the way it used to be. Hopefully that uh, a lot of people will see the potential in Mount Bayou and come back and and maybe uh, move here. Tamika Gant is a success story. She's a present-day example of the lessons of empowerment that Mount Bayou founders gave to its Black citizens. The town's unique self-sufficient spirit has been critical in keeping small local businesses thriving today. And people are starting to talk about building a museum someday and capitalizing on cultural tourism to help boost a town's economy. If and when the tourists do come in, Tamika Gant will make sure that they have a place to eat. This is Elizabeth Shui for Jewel of the Delta. Special thanks to Tamika Gant, Daryl Johnson, Peter Woods, Rolando Hertz, and Dorothy Griffin. Coming up in our final story, we'll meet the town's informal historians. You're listening to Jewel of the Delta. Well, it seems so plain to me, but I guess you...